She got the job, the one she'd studied for, qualified for, sacrificed time with her children for, invested heavily for. Yay! Yet the yay was brief. Two months in and she realised it wasn't how she'd pictured it. She wasn't feeling how she wanted to feel. She blamed herself. She should be happy. After all, she got the job, the dream job, the hairy, scary, gold job. Yay! Have you ever had that experience in your life where you've worked really hard and made the sacrifices, done all of the things, got the prize, celebrated with friends and bubbles, and then it's been a bit of a disappointment, a damp squid? In fact, you might have felt a bit ashamed to admit it and kept your disappointment hidden for months, years, decades even. And worse still, this could be playing out on many areas of our lives, work, relationships, social lives. We may have trapped ourselves in settled land. In this week's episode of the Choosing Happy podcast, we explore beliefs, values, expectations, and some truths about happiness that if we just allowed ourselves to acknowledge, we could make life a lot easier for ourselves. All of this and more in this week's Choosing Happy podcast. Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters and in this week's episode, I'm going deep on the misconceptions of happiness, what exactly is happiness, and does the pursuit of happiness really lead us to happiness? Here are some questions to ask yourself. Will you be happy when you solve all of your problems? Is the pursuit of meaning more important than happiness? Is happiness the real end result? Or is the pursuit where happiness lies? Will you be able to choose happiness when you're in the midst of a storm that life has thrown at you? For there's usually many in a lifetime, some more fierce than others. Will you be resilient enough to hold a level of happiness? Will you allow yourself to be happy? Give yourself permission to be happy. Allow happiness to be your set point, even when things are dire. And I don't mean pretend, happy or frivolity. It's the ability to be childlike rather than childish. To see the wonder even in the darkness. In a world of reaching for perfect and following trends that are set out for us using the media and government narrative, we can overlook our ability to choose what is truly for us. To forget the notion of selfishness and to indulge ourselves in our true nature, to sit in the energy of our beingness and notice that amongst the horrors and the falseness, the lies and the terror the world would have us see, there is beauty, peace, surprise, wonder, curiosity and magic right outside our doors if we look close enough. The resilient flower that bursts through the concrete, the solitary bird that sings at dawn. So is happiness about success and achieving or is it about being? Is it a state? Is it about appreciating the journey 
and acknowledging that the journey will throw us challenges and hard stuff, yet recognising it is in the struggles and the resistance where the magic is made, where the lead is changed to gold, where growth takes place, where memories are made, and where we astound ourselves with what we can achieve and how powerful we really are. Yet to see this is to recognise that happiness is not something we strive for, but as something to choose in the harshness of our journey, not just to lighten the load, but to raise our energy, our spirits, our vibration, our strength. I sense we need this more now than ever, as we are in the midst of unique and unprecedented times, when resilience and the ability to see the good, the positive, the end goals, while being present to the magic of the moment amidst drama and horror will be the key for God's smiling gladiators. We must stand and maintain our light and sense of love and our power no matter what happens. Kilburn Peterson's definition of happiness, happiness is the freedom from fear, stress and anxiety. Yet right now, we are seemingly trapped in a world which thrives by promoting fear. How can you eliminate fear in your life? Merely switching off the mainstream media and the news and choosing, really choosing where you put your focus can make a massive difference to how much happiness you experience in your day. I found that I've had an almost controlled guilt that if I'm not feeling worried or stressed, then I'm not really living. And I take this back to something my father said to me when I really first experienced stress at work. He said that I was now a true adult because I was experiencing stress. And I've been stressed ever since, trying to live up to being a true adult. It's only recently that I've had some huge realisations around happiness and also about stress, anxiety and fear. Fear is dished out daily. Your government, the organisations in the world, want to keep us in fear. If we're in fear, we buy, we purchase. We try to protect ourselves with the products they sell us that tell us that we're going to be healthier, we're going to be safer, we're going to be happier. All of this takes away from the powerful beings we are, that we have our own set points, our own definitions of happiness. We know how to be happy. When we step away from the fear, when we step away from the shoulds and the coulds, when we step away from the false narratives that we even tell ourselves, we have an opportunity to be happy. Is a meaningful life something better to strive for than a happy life? After experiencing grief and depression at a number of times when things have changed drastically in my life, one of the things that I know that's true for me is the taking part, the showing up, the serving other people, the stepping outside, the keeping moving the finding the meaning in each day, each hour, each moment. That's part of what's really helped me grow and build my resilience in my life.
I think part of the reason we're unhappy in general is that we don't take the time to work out what we really want anyway. We're kind of conditioned to want the things. And even when we don't want the things and we want to move somewhere different, it's not quite what we expect. The thing is, you take yourself with you. And I personally believe that you can't be happy anywhere until you've shifted and grown within yourself and worked out what happiness is for you and that you are the creator of your reality. I think happiness can be in any moment if we choose it. And I'm not saying that we choose it 100% of the time. I don't think that can be true. We all have moments of darkness, of sadness, of anger, but it's how we deal with them that really can impact how we show up and, and whether we choose a higher response. In personality questionnaires and in neurolinguistic programming, we find out what our values are by asking what's important to us. Our values aren't always obvious. They're quite unconscious. So what you think is important to you, what you think you want in your life that's going to make you happy, may not be that at all. And there's probably patterns in your life where you think you're going to be happy and you go for the same thing and you, you kind of create a pattern of it. But then you leave and you blame the circumstances. You blame the employer. You blame the partner. But if you look back at the pattern, it might not be that at all. It might, but it might not be that at all. The metaprograms in neurolinguistic programming are even deeper unconscious conditions that we have for ourselves that are specific to our unique personality and our unique perspective on the world. So for instance, one of the metaprograms that I know I have is that I'm a differences person. There's differences and sameness. Sameness, obviously, are people who want everything to remain the same. And because of that, they struggle with change. Now, I'm quite a differences person. So I became a consultant quite early in my career because my role would change, my job changed. It's one of the things I really liked about being in technology and IT is that I was working on different projects. So I could be really content because the work changed on a regular basis. When I took admin jobs later in life, I really struggled with those because things were quite repetitive, pretty much the same. And even working from home, I find I'm changing the furniture around two or three times a year or finding other places to work because the environment is important and changing that around helps keep my differences condition happy. And it doesn't have to be something massive. Your metaprograms and your values are really quite crucial to your happiness, to what you believe is, to fulfilling your needs at an unconscious level. 
if your top four values aren't met, you will likely leave or do something to get those values met. So for instance, if being with your family is really important to you and it's in your top four values, working overtime, working weekends, committing to a job that demands a lot of you, is going to make you really pretty unhappy because it's against one of your core values. One of the things about money, some entrepreneurs can struggle with their relationship with money and we can put it down to uh, a money mindset, your beliefs about money, but your values are deeper than your beliefs. And if money isn't in your top eight values as an entrepreneur or business owner, you can likely struggle if there are so many things that are more important to your happiness than money, you're probably not going to want to sell so much. So what's important to you and what your meta programs are can make a huge impact on whether you are happy or not. This podcast is called Choosing Happy. It's easier to choose happy if you're aware of what your meta programs are and what your values are. Can you change your values? Yes, you can. That comes with a caveat of if it's not really true for you at a deep, deep level, they could change back again. Understanding a little bit about yourself, understanding what's made you happy in the past, understanding what's important to you is really crucial to understanding your happiness criteria. You can also work out what you really want using intuitive coaching and meditation. This year, I completed the third course in William Whitecloud's series of natural success. And using intuition to work out what you really, truly want is amazingly powerful because in doing that, you're uncovering your heart's desire. You're uncovering a world and a life where you will be truly happy. And the focus of William's work is about focusing on the end result and at the same time being present, being happy with not knowing, being in the moment, just taking the next step that you've intuited. It's about embracing the journey in face of adversity. It's about embracing the tension and recognizing that the tension, the hard stuff, is there to help you grow. As I said earlier, it's where lead is changed into gold. The ability to sit with the tension and absolutely know that you're going to reach your end result anyway and to take the action, the one step that you intuited to take today without knowing why being happy, not knowing what's going to happen when you take that step. I suppose ultimately it's about a connection to source. Happiness is the ability to let go of anxiety, stress and fear. Most often we do this when we align with spirit, when we align with a God, when we align with something greater than us in a way that we feel so loved, supported and comforted that the universe is working for us, not against us. That everything that's thrown in our path is a lesson, an opportunity to grow beyond where we were before. 
it's easy in the pursuit of happiness to focus our energy on where it's not working out. Unfortunately, that tends to bring the same results of things not working out. Yet if we look each day and acknowledge the tiny things, yes, my PC connected to the internet today. Yes, I had a really fantastic walk with my dogs today. I had a small win with the email I sent. An old friend connected with me. All the small things. My coffee was perfect today. If we acknowledge those, if we focus on those, if we're thankful for those, they help us to create more, to create bigger, to focus on our heart's desire. It sounds simple to focus on your heart's desire. In my experience, my heart's desire is something completely different from anything I would have sought up for myself. And that's quite scary in itself. It's about embracing it and going for it anyway, trusting your intuition, trusting that higher knowing. That's why it becomes a spiritual experience to really live life as your true nature, to really live life on purpose. Your government, big tech, big corps, don't want you to live on purpose because you probably wouldn't choose their services. You probably wouldn't choose their conditions. The power of happiness, of contentment, lies in the spiritual path of using your inner power, your greatness, your connection to source, your creator, to decide what happiness is for you and also how to manifest that in your life. As a simple start, one of the things I know that I forget to do is to define what happiness is for me and how will I know when I am happy and to really get in touch with that because happiness is a feeling and a feeling is a choice or is it a state? What is it for you? How do you know you're happy? How do you know it'll last long term? It's like a muscle, all of this. Intuition is like a muscle. It takes practice. It takes awareness. It takes commitment. It takes desire. Embrace the journey, even in the face of adversity. Build your strength and resilience by focusing on what you want, even in the face of massive change, even in the face of tension of things that look against you. Sometimes the very thing we think is against us is pointing us toward what we want. Prioritize self-care activities. Becoming intuitively guided involves embracing the work, involves embracing your own unconscious. That takes self-care. Cutting out alcohol, drinking more water, watching what you're putting into your body. Because we're all energy, you're picking up on energy when you intuit. You silence the mind chatter when you decrease the amount of chemicals you're putting into your body, the amount of stimulants. It's taken me a long time to get to where I am. I naturally have a very chatty mind, a very noisy mind, a very noisy ego who doesn't want me to succeed, who doesn't want me to tune in. All of this as well as about raising your consciousness, raising your energy, 
we manifest what we want by focusing on what we want, but at the same time holding that energy, really tuning into it, to the energy of it is what we want. So if we want a better house on a beach, we really have to step into it and to feel it and to feel what the essence is of what we will be given. So what does it give you? Why is it important? Really focus in on the essence of that, the energy of it. The pursuit of happiness for me isn't a destination. It's something that I consciously evaluate each day. Am I happy in this moment? What could I change? Where's my focus? What can I appreciate to shift the energy? Because it's that energy of peace, serenity, love that create the space for true happiness in my world. Thank you for listening. I hope that you've gathered even a small piece of information that has helped you today. Please do like and subscribe and share a review. It would really help the podcast and help me keep going. Thank you again for listening. I do appreciate your time. I'm Heather Masters and this is the Choosing Happy Podcast.